Draymond Green said some interesting things today. Steve Kerr's been saying a lot of interesting things. Even Clay Thompson is dropping some interesting sound bites. Kylan Mills and I are going to dissect the Golden State Warriors. These are crazy times. Panic button times. We're going to break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network, FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. It's super easy, at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. Kylan, it is great to see you. Uh, how are you doing before we get into the Draymond stuff? How How is life? How's How's everything? Doing well, um, but we got to dive right into it, Cy, because no one wants to hear about me and what's going on, but we want to talk about the Warriors. I mean, we are at a dire straits at this point. Yeah. Your internet connection is at a dire strait, or is that me? Is, is, is one of Did us is having issues here. Second? Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay, you're catching up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well... I'm gonna pull- well, okay. Well, while you're do while you're figuring that out, because because we're live right now, I'm gonna get right into uh, the Draymond Green soundbite. He came out today. It's his. It was his first episode of the Draymond Green show since I believe July. Been a long time. I think part of it was the fact that uh, him and the company, I think, about Volume Sports, as I believe, is the name of Colin Coward's podcast company. Uh, they recently announced that they re re up their deal. So maybe that's why he hadn't done a show in a long time. I don't know, but whatever it was. He, he stayed away from the microphone for six, seven months. And then obviously the the, the, the chaos happens where, uh, you know, he gets suspended. Uh, he's had multiple issues this year. Uh, it's just been a mess. Um, so he said some interesting things on here. And we're going to start off. If we're going to play any soundbite, I think the one that should be played is going to be his discussion of nearly retiring. Uh, that, that was quite uh, an anecdote that he dropped and here is Draymond Green talking about conversations he had with Adam Silver and teammates and coaches and the whole gamut here is Draymond Green Adam Silver I had a conversation with Adam Silver commissioner of our league and I just told him Adam it's too much for me like it's too much like this is too much it's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, ah, you're making a very rash decision. And I won't let you do that. And I'm like, no, Adam, like, I'm not really sure it's a rash decision. It's just all too much. And 
you know, we had a long, great conversation. Very helpful to me. Very thankful uh, to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, uh, who's more about helping you than hurting you or helping you than punishing you. Or, you know, he's more about the players. And so I'm very lucky to have or to be in a position to be under the guidance of an Adam Silver, of a Joe Dumars, of uh, someone who's been really close to me hand-in-hand throughout as I've been walking through this Bob Myers. And for the first five, seven days of this thing, I talked to him two, two times a day. And I've always said, like, Bob is a... Uh, our relationship goes far past him being our general manager. And I said that when he was our general manager. And like going through things like this shows what it means to be a true friend. I only hope to be as good of a friend as he is to me. Then when I first talked to Adam, I was like, Bob's called me so many times. Like, Bob's called me a million times. I keep talking to Bob. And it's just like, this dude is like, he just cares so much. Like, Bob's working, ESPN, home with his family. What does he care? So thankful. Again, it's not oftentimes in life that you have people like that in your corner. Uh, sorry about that. Kylan, that was um, dramatic. Would be the, the, the I think, the simplest way to describe that. Your What's your reaction, Kylan? That was, that was crazy to me. Yeah, so I listened beyond just that little blip uh, that you heard there, the clip that we just played. Um, I listened to most of the episode. I do want to set the record straight that he did start out the conversation by saying that he did take the situation too far with Rudy Gobert. He did have some acknowledgement of wrongdoing saying, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I take responsibility for it. He did say that he felt bad for embarrassing the Warriors, Steph Curry, which also was an interesting comment. He did apologize to Steph Curry because of some of the ramifications and responses uh, and criticism for Steph Curry's leadership as a result of Draymond Green's actions. Um, he apologized to his family for embarrassing them, the Warriors organization, whatever else. Uh, he did, though, come up short of apologizing to the actual people that he hurt and that he physically was violent with, which I think is interesting because he's done that in the past as well when apologizing in these types of situations where, like, there's no actual apology for Rudy Gobert uh, or, you know, whoever the specific person may be in the situation. So, like, DeMontis Sabonis is another one who he did apologize after, but didn't really apologize to him directly. It was more to those around Draymond Green who were affected by the situation. Uh, so that's just something to note. Take that as you will. But, but, this is a big but, after those initial acknowledgments of wrongdoing, Draymond Green immediately started weaving the, back sto the story around back to himself and back to him coming across as a victim, him being negatively impacted by his own actions. Um, like I said, 
he talked a lot about his family and totally understand that, you know, he wants to protect his family and that's at the top of mind. But he talked about how, you know, I don't want my kids to have to deal with, you know, people saying things about my behavior or, you know, anyone else in my family, which is fine. But it just felt very, like I said, as the comments went on and the episode went on, it just felt much more like, Draymond Green is the victim here. And, and that mm-hmm. was the tone to me when he got to those comments about Adam Silver and him saying that he was going to retire and Adam Silver having to, in some regard, talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I still just felt like the tone wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't humble enough for me um, based on what he's done. And I feel like this is the way he's acted in the past. Like a lot of people weren't happy with, the apology and quote unquote acknowledgement after the DeMontis Sabonis situation happened in last year's playoffs. Um, and I just, I'm glad that he got counseling. I hope that he got the help he needed and that he can continue to grow moving forward. But to me, it just felt like the same dream on it. It mm-hmm. felt like nothing changed. It felt like he feels bad because his family and those around him and his teammates who he likes were negatively affected. But it's still all about him. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know to me, the tone of that to say, you know, it's just like, it it feels like when you get in a fight with a significant other and you're in the wrong and they're upset with you. So you say, well, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna break up with you. I'll just leave because, you know, and it's just like, there's definitely something to a manipulation tactic. There's some kind of manipulation tactic at play there um, where you're the person in the wrong so you say, oh, okay, well, you know, if I'm so bad, then, you know, I'll just leave and, do, you know, and it's just like, to me, that's not really the thing to be saying mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I don't think that I'm putting this eloquently enough, but you get what I'm saying? Like in a relationship, oh. you're like, oh, well, you know, you're the one at fault, but if I'm such a terrible person, then I guess I'll just leave you alone then, you know? And it's like, that is definitely some type of manipulative response. Um well, so, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you the question, and and uh, if you don't mind answering when we come back, uh, the question I have, and maybe this falls in line with what you're trying to say here, is: Does Draymond Green suffer from the disease of me? I hear I, I hear me a lot, and and, and the first time it really stuck out to me was following the Jordan Poole incident when instead, like instead of like, instead of contrition. We saw this documentary on TNT. It was just, it's just everything revolves around Draymond. And I, I don't I don't see an outward look in this. All I'm seeing is just me, 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 I, I, I. And I'm just I'm curious if that's how you feel about it. I also am curious, Kylan, to know what your thoughts are on two other things. And we'll answer all this when we come back. Two, was it selfish on Draymond's part to not be around the team so that now, it, instead of being ready to play now, we got to wait at least a week, maybe two, for him to get his conditioning back, for him to get it, for him to get back in game shape. He could have been ready to go last night. The Warriors got their asses kicked to Chase Center. If Draymond Green was with the team, instead of going to birthday parties and doing whatever else, I, I, last I checked, you could do therapy remotely. And, you know, you don't have to be at an office in a certain location. We have no idea what the details were in terms of what he did. But he could have been available for the team last night if he had stayed around the team during his mental rehabilitation process. That's question two. And I'll repeat these questions again in case you forget. And question three, 
what's going to happen when we actually do see him? Like, who's going to suffer in terms of minutes? How are the rotations going to work? Those are the three things I'm curious to get answers from you and the chat as well, because I'm, I'm reading everything there. We're going to talk about all that and so much more after we give some love. I think this is an apropos segue to BetterHelp. Talk about a perfect sponsor for this topic. It's all about therapy. It's all about getting help for your whatever is plaguing you, for whatever, whatever is ailing you mentally. That's what BetterHelp does for you. I don't know if BetterHelp could have saved Draymond Green, could have helped Draymond Green. I certainly think it couldn't have hurt. And whatever the therapeutic process was Draymond Green went through, BetterHelp can offer something very comparable. They, they have a wide selection of highly qualified individuals, whether they're PhDs, whether they're uh, their MAs focus on therapy, you can find hopefully a therapist that works exactly for you. And as we all know, and especially after hearing that dream on green comment, this is a hard world. We're all dealing with a lot of, you know what, and it's okay to get help. And that's a huge reason why this is a fantastic sponsor because better help is there for you now. It's, it's easy. You don't have to waste time driving to an office. It's entirely virtual. Part of the therapy process is finding the right therapist. And it's okay if you strike out the first, second, third time because you need to find the right person and BetterHelp will, will work with you for that. So this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and follow kylan mills on all social media platforms at her name it's super easy at kylan mills uh kylan is it uh is, am i oversimplifying things by asking you if draymond is suffering from the disease of me is it more complicated than that is that kind of where you were going what are your what's your what's your response to that question yeah no i agree i think that you know, he does seem, based on the comments that he's made, like he has a very, you know, self-centered outlook and, and the disease of me, whatever you want to phrase it. Um, I agree with uh, what you're saying, that I think it's an issue where he needs to gain perspective. Um, I do want to move on, though, to the second thing that you asked about Draymond Green not being around the team. And you were saying you think that was a selfish move or a bad move. What exactly was your might have been? I mean, it? I mean, when I when I heard the when I heard his comments today, I kind of uh, it, it gave me a new perspective. It, it it showed me that maybe he was really struggling and maybe he needed to be away from the team again. The birthday party was a bad look. If you can go to LeBron's birthday party, I don't know why you can't be practicing with your team and staying in shape instead of coming back collecting your paychecks, but you're a good week or two away from playing, especially when the Warriors just got their ass kicked in a horrible game against the lottery-bound Raptors team, I thought that was a bad look. I, I, I don't know. Do you do you agree? What are your thoughts on that? 
Uh, so I don't agree with you on this. Um, I think that not just Draymond, but the team needed a break from Draymond after all of Ooh. this, the drama that had gone on. And it's something that Steve Kerr said point blank when speaking to the media is that, and some of the players have mentioned it as well, that they felt like this was needed for both sides. Uh, this has affected the team. This has affected the players and the coaching staff. And I think everyone needed to step away to try to, not only maybe cool off from the situation because tensions are high, emotions were high after Draymond Green, you know, makes so many mistakes and ends up getting a suspension like that. The team isn't playing well. And then I think trying to take some time away is essential to gaining perspective on the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that with him constantly around the team, either side could necessarily heal and be able to move on from what had happened. Um, and you know, there were a lot of people on the team who were really disappointed in Draymond and his actions. And mm-hmm. I think some time away just allows that to pass a little bit easier, um, versus him constantly being in your face. And, you know, like I would have been angry, put yourself as a player on this team and he's, you know, done all this crap and you're frustrated. He is getting too emotional, doing these things that are risking his availability with the team and ends up getting suspended. If I come back to practice the next day and Draymond Green's yelling at me as I'm running up and down the floor, I'm pissed. I mean, flat out. Uh, Who are you to come back in here after getting suspended multiple times this season, multiple times the last couple seasons, risking your availability to play for this team while we're trying to win a championship and you're going to come back here and walk in the gym and be running around at practice and you're going to be barking at me because Draymond Green is a vocal player. I would be angry. So I think this was needed for both sides. I don't think you can criticize Draymond Green for taking time away from the team. I also think when there's something that's an issue, that's a trigger, whether you're Mm -hmm. burned out in work or something like whatever's been going on with with Draymond has been triggering him to act out um, excessively in in basketball games that has caused him to get technicals and flagrants and and all of these issues that have come up that have been violence flat out. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to take time away from that trigger. You need to step away. And whatever that takes for you to have a mental break, I have a hard time criticizing someone for going to a birthday party, going and doing something that maybe is going to make him feel better and put him in a mental headspace. I think I can sympathize because, you know, working in sports broadcasting, I've been in a situation where I have been burned out with work. I have needed a mental break. Um, and sometimes that means just getting away, doing mm-hmm something you enjoy, being around people you like, being around people that you care about, being able to just, un, you know, just to be able to turn it off for a little bit. Um, so if that's what he needed, I, I have a hard time criticizing him. I get what you're saying as far as optics, like, oh, he's not at the practice facility, you know, putting in work. So he should be going to a birthday party. But to me, if this was all about him truly taking a mental break, he's got to do what he's got to do. And if being around friends, being around family, Letting off a little bit of steam is going to help him towards his recovery and getting back to the Draymond that the team needs him to be, then I'm all for it. Um, I also would hope that he was working out on his own because these are NBA players. These are professionals. They get paid millions of dollars. He mm-hmm. should be able to stay in shape without stepping inside the Warriors practice facility on his own. He has all the money at his disposal. He can hire personal trainers. He can have his own personal gym. He should have no shortage of access to workout facilities outside of the Warriors to allow him to stay in shape. I don't know what he did, how much he worked out in his off time, but to me, just because he's not in the gym doesn't necessarily mean that he's not 
staying physically active. And I would hope that he would have been if Cape, if he was able to do that again, I don't know where his mental headspace was at. If he feel like his body needed a break, whatever. Um, but I just, you know, I don't think necessarily we can guarantee because I hadn't heard Steve Kerr anyone say anything. Have they, that Draymond didn't work out at all during this time? No, away? no. Oh, well, okay. I, I, it's, no, but except for the fact that the, he he's, on this ramp up schedule and mm -hmm. they said it could take a week or two weeks and um, which is just bizarre, but you know, yeah. So I mean, uh, I just, my understanding you know. is my understanding is, and I, and I asked some people about this to confirm is I, cause I was curious. I'm like, if Draymond was actually with the team practicing, would he still need this ramp up period? And the response I got is no. Uh, if he had been with the team, he would have been good to go today. I mean, he would have been going through the regimen uh, would have stayed in conditioning, but the team was not monitoring him, you know, so they have no idea what he's been doing. We don't know if he's been working out at all. Uh, but what I do know is when he came back, they took a look at him and they were like, you're not ready to do this. And um, mm -hmm. so they started now they're in this conditioning program. So that that's what my understanding of the situation is that he could have been ready to go if he had stayed around with the team. But again, I don't have a strong opinion at all because I also I'm hearing what you're saying and you're absolutely right. Like, you know, they're could have been a lot more to this where him staying away was, was beneficial for all parties involved. Uh, when we come back, I would love to know your thoughts on where Draymond Green's minutes are going to come from. Um, I'm, I'm, I've lost all faith in Kerr and on last night's show, Kyle, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this Andrew Wiggins thing needs to be resolved immediately. And what I mean by that is either he's benched or he's traded. But he's done. He's cooked. This is Andrew Wiggins is a player who should not be on the basketball court anymore because all he does is hurt the team. And there are better players on this roster who should be taking those minutes. I'm curious to know if you agree with that and where those minutes are going to come from for Draymond. Because if it's going to be if Kerr's just going to just going to, you know, give loyalty to the veterans this entire season, that's egregious to me. I mean, another year of just sacrificing uh, Kaminga and Moody's development just so that you can make your veterans that you won these titles with happy. That's dude, that's that's a very short-sighted view. And there's actually a clip that I want to play too of Steve Kerr admitting how short-sighted he is. So we got a lot to discuss. And Kyle, and I'd love to get your, your thoughts on all of that. Uh, first and foremost, though, got to give some love to our second sponsor for this evening. And actually, we got to do this new thing here. And that sponsor is FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. We got a college... A football national championship going on right now. If you folks have put money on that, I don't know what's the score right now. We're recording this live in the middle of the game. It was 17 10. Have you seen an update, Kylan, or no? Uh, I have not. It's, I actually have it on another window, but it's in a commercial break. All right. I'm all about Team Harbaugh, and my uncle went to Michigan, so that's where my loyalty lies. Uh, and and the, the beautiful thing about football, besides just having your, your fan interests, is you could also play uh, with FanDuel and win some money. And it's not just college football you could bet on. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. The play It is wrapped up. The, the, the playoffs are starting next week. And there is still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet win or lose it doesn't matter they've upped their promo where you don't have to place a money line bet anymore all you have to do is just place a five dollar bet and you get 150 right into your account it is that easy so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel the official partner of the nfl you are locked on warriors 
your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right, one final segment of Locked On Warriors. You could follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. It's super easy at Kylan Mills. And for the everydayers, the schedule for this show, I'm going to be solo tomorrow with a trade show. We were going to do that tonight originally, but uh, we're going to push it back to tomorrow. Um, I've done a lot of research. I was up till 5 a.m. last night because once I started rolling, I just couldn't stop. And I have a four-tiered uh, uh, presentation of all the players in the NBA that are available for the Warriors um, that would be a good fit for the Warriors. Each tier is dependent on the cost of the player. So tier one, for example, is going to cost you five first-round picks. The, the bottom tier will cost you a couple of second rounders and some good schmoozing to get the deal made. The point is we'll save that for tomorrow. Kevin Dan is going to join the show early Wednesday to talk about the Warriors youngsters. He hasn't been on in a while. And then Kylan, you're back with me Wednesday night for Warriors Pelicans post game. That's the upcoming schedule. Uh, but for now, where are those minutes going to come from, Kylan? Uh, Draymond is back. This has been a point of contention all season. I don't think people are going to be happy about the, the minutes that Draymond's going to take unless it comes from Corey Joseph and it actually makes some damn sense. But we haven't seen that all year. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I think there's still opportunities for him to play in the front court. First, I want to mention that I think Andrew Wiggins should be on the trade block. Uh, that's where I'm at with the whole situation. Like, I just don't know. It's hard because you want to try to wait it out. You want to try to continue to have confidence in the players who helped win you a championship less than two years ago. But the thing is, he's not getting any better. He hasn't turned a corner. We're into January. At what point do the Warriors need to move on? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'd be curious. Drop a comment in the chat if you have any thoughts on that. Um, we'll we'll throw like them up this, here. Douglas what? Mikes, I know this is random, and I, I love this idea. because, And the reason why I say that is because I really think the Hornets are one of the two or three teams who would take a flyer on Andrew Wiggins. I mean, considering the incompetency of that front office over the past 15, 20 years, granted Michael Jordan's gone, but still, Gordon Hayward's on an expiring deal. He, I think he would be a great fit for the Warriors. I would swap him for Wiggins yesterday. Sorry to interrupt you, Kylan, but I just saw that and was like, whoa. That's a good deal, but I, I digress. I apologize. Continue. No, no, no. That's good insight. Um, and I, I agree. I actually would be totally open to that. I mean, I, I think that there's no reason at this point for Andrew Wiggins to be starting like he did against the Raptors. Uh, even if he has little spurts here and there of better performances, like he is not consistently playing well. And the mm -hmm. Warriors cannot keep starting him. So mm -hmm. it's got to be one or the other. It's got to be him benched or move somewhere else. Um, the Warriors do have Andrew Wiggins on a great contract. He's kind of here on a steal, um, or at least he took a pay cut uh, to stick around. So I don't know. Do you keep him around on the bench, hope that he figures it out? Do you move him before the trade deadline? I think he certainly should be a player who's in discussions if they're looking to trade. Uh, that's for I sure. I um, I'll tell you who's not a player who should be in discussions and it's been addressed actually in the media recently in reports is Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Let's talk, you want to talk about that real fast? Cause we, I haven't touched on that at all. Uh, do you want to let everyone know what, what you were referring to regarding oh, why he um, is not going to move? There just have been reports out that, I don't know, you can get into it if you know more of the specifics. I just saw the headlines that Jonathan Kaminga is not a piece of the Warriors would reportedly be willing to move, which I think is a good thing because I Agreed. am on the same page as that. I don't Agreed. know where that came from though. Like I said, I just saw that in a bunch of headlines. 
Uh, just to, just to add on to that, yeah, and I'm sorry for not. There's just been so, th this Warrior season has been a circus. It, it's there's so much going on. I, and last season was a circus. Can they give us a break? Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> last <laughs> season was crazy. a circus. It is interesting, but it's not always fun. Uh, so basically, um, this reporter with uh, with like with a, a TV network in Canada. I don't know who his sources are, but his name is, I think, Michael Grange. And um, his report his, his is that – I'm trying to find the actual report here so I can be uh, accurate here. Oh, here we go. My, okay, here he is. Michael Grange of Sportsnet has said he has multiple sources telling him that the Warriors are loathe to trade Kaminga. Um, and his sources also tell him that Kaminga is set to have a very – close relationship with Warriors owner Joe Lacob. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe that relationship is why Kaminga felt the, felt the audacity to even go public uh, with his criticism of Kerr. I, I personally think it's just him basically just legitimately dumbfounded over just all these decisions and he was confused. But And, and on top of that, uh, Monty Poole wrote in, a, in his piece last night, I think you retweeted this as well, uh, so you've read this also, that the the night of after when when Wiggins was benched those final eighteen minutes against the Denver Nuggets, um, and that and that's what precipitated Kaminga coming out and, and complaining about his his role. Uh, Joe Lacob showed up in the the interview room. The interview room is where Kerr and usually two to three players each night following the game. Kerr also is in there in the pre, in the in the before the game for a press conference as well. That's the that's the room where the podium is, where the mic is, and Joe. I've never seen Joe Lake have been there, and I've spent a lot of time in that interview room. Not this year, obviously, but uh, and and so I, so when Monty Poole reported that, that that was eye opening to me. And for some reason, he saved that for the very bottom of the story, where oftentimes the most interesting stuff does show up. I've never understood why that is, but um, and I and I double checked with my with my people, you know, whether or not that is notable. Um, it is Joe Lacob is not normally in there. So that's what I know about Kaminga and Joe Lacob. Um, I love it. I'm with you. I don't want him traded. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't want him traded either. It, it is unusual. I will say in, in a couple seasons covering the Warriors and I used to be able to go every single day. Joe Lacob's never in there ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless it's like the end of season postmortem and he's talking on the podium or for some reason, you know, they bring him in alongside Bob Myers to talk about a trade or something, but otherwise you never see him in there. So that's interesting. Um, no, I would like to see JK stick around the organization. He's a player that has a super high ceiling. We've seen him make strides forward in his development. I think he's gotten much better defensively. Um, we're seeing some of the potential in terms of his verticality and, and being able to work in the pick and roll offensively. I think he's better about reading the game now, but still has room to grow. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, he's a player that to me has a high upside to keep around and the Warriors have to start really investing in development because the core is aging there has to be some look ahead to the future. And the Warriors have been trying to walk this line of development and still win now championships. It's a tough line to walk. But to me, Jonathan Kaminga is not a piece that you can move for win now. You know, mm -hmm. they have to be careful about writing that line. But that's what's been so disappointing to me about Moses Moody's treatment this season. To me, he could be a great role player in a future championship organization. And the future championship runs for this organization. I think he could be a key piece in the future, 
But the Warriors are going to run him off by not giving him any opportunities, not fairly working him into the rotation when he's playing well and deserves to be in there for veterans who are just not performing on a team that's below 500. If the Warriors Mm -hmm. were leading the West right now with the rotation they've got going of older guys, then there's not room for criticism, win basketball games. But the Warriors aren't winning, and you're not playing young guys who are playing well. What is to be gained from this situation? So I think that's some of my frustration is that they're going to, you know, he's a player who's I've seen up for discussions and in the blogs and rumors or whatever mill about, you know, possibly being traded. I think it's unfortunate. I think Mm -hmm. it's fair to Moses Moody at this point, if you're not going to play him, trade him. But it's just to me very frustrating when I think there's a lot of potential with Brandon Pajemski, Trace Jackson Davis, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody could be future players for this organization. These are lottery picks and you're benching him for absolutely no reason. JK getting benched late in games after playing extremely well for no reason. And the Warriors aren't getting any wins as a result of that. They are nowhere close to leading the West, leading the division, anything. They're below 500. So exactly. I'll get off my pedestal here. It's no, just, no, it's no, no, you're really it's frustrating. I personally like those four guys. Like, I would like to keep those four youngsters. The Warriors have to invest in the future at some point. Um, Agreed. but you know, that leaves who, who are you gonna trade? I guess future picks and to me, Andrew Wiggins. I, I don't well, know. Again, I'm I I I'm gonna have a, a trade show tomorrow, and I've I've done Again, an insane amount of research on this. I I know exactly every Warriors uh, draft pick until 2030. Um, I will say this with certainty. If you trade Kaminga, no matter, given all the players who are actually available out there for a trade, you're not going to win long-term. And you're not only going to not win long-term, whoever you get back short-term is not going to result in a title. Like Kaminga, a Kaminga trade is not going to be some difference maker where like whether it's Pascal Siakam, whether it's Jared Allen of the Cavaliers, I kind of like uh, Pascal Siakam, but okay. Oh no, no, I like him too. But I, I guess what I'm saying, Kylan, do you think if the Warriors traded Kaminga for Pascal, they win a title this year? Mm, eh, I don't know that I would go that far to say that one move alone, right, would be the missing piece. No. So, and that's why that's where I'm saying I don't think it's worth it. If if you could trade Kaminga for a play for a player that would guarantee a title, and what by that I mean like a legit superstar like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, even like a, a, a Kevin Durant at this stage of his career. I, I do think if you could trade hypothetically Kaminga for Durant, you're probably going to get a title this year, but that deal is not out there. It's just not a realistic thing. Um, so anyways, fi- uh, final thoughts, Kylan, we'll do the trade show tomorrow. Uh, any final thoughts with uh, 20 seconds left? No. Um, the end of the show came quickly. Uh, I'm very curious to see what you say about some of the trades. We're going to be back together for post game Wednesday. I'll have some follow up uh, with my own thoughts on trade situations, but I'll see you then. Great show. Thanks for joining Likewise. us, everyone, and make sure you subscribe. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Great show.